Blaze Radio presents He He Check. Welcome in to the final preseason Heat Check preview pods. We're doing the Big Ten and the ACC. It is late Friday night before the, I guess, the eve of a full college football slate for the first time since last year. Better than Christmas. We have already seen a top 10 team fall, North Carolina. We'll talk about them in the podcast. Kind of an advantage, I guess, for us to see what they look like. An advantage for us to see what Ohio State looked like on Thursday night. Um, I'll open it up to you, Peyton. Big Ten or ACC first, which one would you like to, to delve into? I would like to see you try and reconcile this for UNC immediately. Okay. Try and spin this. Okay. They're not a good football team. I knew it. I think that's a leap too far, but... They're not the 10th best team in the country. Agreed. They never were. Who's who's 11 is Oregon. Make yes. it make sense. So I would agree with that. They were not better than Oregon. I don't know if North Carolina is better than Arizona State, and I said that before the year. Yeah, it's... And ASU played poorly today, or yesterday. Yesterday. But even still... They're not getting held to 14 points, 10 points. 10 points against Virginia Tech. Against Virginia Tech. They're just not. The offensive line was not very impressive. The Sam Howell Howell rolling rolling out with three timeouts on a second down and seven that was not a game-ending play, even if it was a sack, um, given his – I mean, he was scrambling for his life for a lot of this game. And you texted me throughout, and you you said Sam Howell's going to take a beating at some point this year um, and throughout this year. Doesn't make sense. But the decision-making also was not great. No. But he started to panic because he was getting pressured so much, tried to make a little bit too much happen a little too often. But it makes no sense. North Carolina, we knew. They were losing all the skill talent. Didn't have Bo Corrales for this game, which I think is meaningful best returning receiver. But the offensive line was bringing back all five starters. So this cannot happen. It also may just be Virginia Tech's defense is that good, or, hey, teams that are offense-heavy like North Carolina are helped out by a fanless environment because the fans help the defense. They don't necessarily help the offense as much. Yeah, I think that I think that the 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 Lane Stadium crowd, My God, was incredible. Um, I think that it's certainly something we're going to see not very much this week because most of the biggest games are not on a campus, which they, was a mistake. Yeah, but like that's that's always been the case. I know, but this this year would have been really cool to have Miami, Bama, and Tuscaloosa, Georgia, Clemson in Athens or in, in Clemson, it would be nice. But at the same time, I mean, we're going to get Indiana, Iowa at a on a campus. We're going to get Louisiana, Texas on a campus. Uh, we will do game picks um, later in the show. You said North Carolina is not the 10th best team in the country. I would agree with that. 11 through 15 is in the AP poll heading into week one. Oregon, Wisconsin, Florida, Miami, USC. I would put Wisconsin and Oregon both above them. I still think they're better than Florida. I still think they're better no. than Miami. No, and I, I, oh I think USC is better than them too. Oh my god, you're gonna just be proven so wrong. You said earlier at dinner that they're not gonna win seven games. No, I, I, and seven. then I looked at the schedule. They're probably gonna win nine. 
they definitely are going to win eight. It's a very weak schedule. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not. They're they toughest. Don't get Clemson. Toughest remaining game is at Notre Dame. We don't know how good Notre Dame is going to be. Avoid Clemson. They have Miami at home. Like it is a pillow soft schedule for them. This is one of the three losable games I think that they had on their schedule, and they lost it. Not a great sign. Mac Brown did not look very uh, enthusiastic on the sideline as, as the game was winding down. But maybe this is a reset of expectations, and North Carolina can realize, hey, we're not actually a football school. We can go back to putting our national championship hopes in, in basketball and move on. But I don't want to be super Debbie Downer, and we can we can do. What well, shout out should. to Virginia Tech! What a performance! Yeah, it was very impressive. Three interceptions of the one of the top five. Did he have the second best odds in the Heisman? Third best odds in the Heisman. Yeah. Um, to do that to him is is impressive. To control the clock, I hate to be time of possession guy, but time of possession actually did matter. In well, this when game. your defense is as shut down as and, Tech was today, yeah, absolutely, top matters. And. I guess I wouldn't even say time of possession mattered. I'd say that drives, amount of drives mattered, and mm-hmm. the, the length of the possessions actually altered the drives. Uh, time of possession doesn't matter unless you're scoring with that time of possession and scoring touchdowns. Yeah, but North Carolina was not scoring. So, overview of the ACC, Clemson is. Are you you're not you're not done with? There North could Carolina? be. I mean, I, I'm going to be overreactionary early on because. Again, the fan element of this is going to be hard to nail down how impactful it's going to be earlier in the year because it's going to probably hurt road teams and it's probably really going to help home teams. So understanding that we could have pretty significant home field advantage early on for the, the teams that have that, like Virginia Tech, not like Northwestern, as we saw tonight. Trying to understand that I think is important, but I mean Tech looked good. Trey Turner looked a playmaker. Burmeister looked a competent, if not above average quarterback. Play calling was awesome, and then just so many dudes on the defensive side of the ball. Jordan Williams was great. Mario Kendricks was great, and Dax Holyfield is one of the best defensive players in the country. It's disappointing that Divine Diablo did not get to participate in this win. That, he would have been vibing. That's, that's my takeaway. Yes. I just looked at my would, could, should for North Carolina. Not going to change a thing that I say. Um, okay. Because I... Could. I also I also was relatively... I was not put, picking them to go to the, to the playoff. I wasn't picking them... I don't know who did that. ...to win the ACC. Uh, I, I think that Chris Felica, the bear picked North Carolina to win the ACC. Well, he looks real dumb. Um, He's usually a pretty smart guy. Yeah. So, we'll talk about North Carolina a little later. The other thing to say about crowd noise, it definitely affected Ohio State early on Thursday night. It definitely affected C.J. Stroud early on on Thursday night. And then the explosiveness took over. So I think it's really going to rock the guys who are, like, playing for the first time in front of a college fan base like C.J. Stroud was. Because, like, he was a freshman last year. And didn't attempt to pass in the games that he, he... did mop up duty in. All right, we'll continue on with the ACC. Obviously, North Carolina expected to be a contender. Miami as well. And then, of course, the favorite, Clemson. They've got DJ Uyangalale. He becomes the starter after Trevor Lawrence leaves. Um, two losses during Trevor Lawrence's time in Clemson. Uh, 
with him playing quarterback. Obviously, they lose the game at Notre Dame last year where DJ started. Trevor Lawrence leaves two losses in the last three years, both of which are at the Superdome in New Orleans. Um, what are your expectations for Clemson realistically? Are they are they back to being the national championship level contender? Or are they just back to being conveniently easy roll through the ACC and then you get to the college football playoff and they lose in that, well, in that spot? It's, it's a role reversal, right? Because this team is going to be defense first. But I think people who are saying stuff to the effect that this offense is in rebuild mode, I don't think understand what DJ Uyangalale is. And that is a guy that can be just as dominant as Trevor was. The skill talent is actually more experienced with Galloway back, with Ladson back, with Ross, most importantly, after missing last year, back. I think they're going to be fine. I think they are going to be one of the two or three teams that are clearly distinguished as the best teams in the country. I think there's a line of separation right now. I I think very clearly to me, it's Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. And then there's a little line as I hit the microphone. Is it A&M or Bama? We'll get to the college football playoff predictions at the very end of the show. I think that the thing that people are discounting about DJ, they're like, oh, he runs the ball so well. Oh, he can, he, he all these kinds of things. He, he runs the ball well. He runs the ball in a different manner, though, than Deshaun Watson did. He runs the ball in a different manner than Trevor Lawrence did. He's not going to make guys miss. He's going to Cardell Jones run through you if he does, if he does run. Uh, physically, he may be even more gifted than Trevor was. From a body type perspective or from like a throwing yes. football perspective? Maybe yes to both. I don't know. I, I don't know if he's the quarterback that Trevor was because there was, and we're only going to see this by watching him play, right? But the, hey, Sean Wade is going to knock me the heck out and I'm just going to pop up, shake it off, and then run 67 yards for a touchdown thing that Trevor has and an intangible thing that DJ may have. We just need to see it. But from a physical gift standpoint, it's like a LeBron to Michael Jordan comparison where LeBron is clearly the more gifted athlete, the more overpowering athlete. I think that is what DJ is. That's fair. It's my like, dude is like 250. He's a, I mean, he's a monster. His brother is a defensive lineman, correct? Defensive end defensive who end, is, yeah. yeah, like, yes, yeah. I wasn't correcting him. Uh, and his father's a massive human being as well. Well, his brother is going to be like a top five, top ten recruit as well mm-hmm. at St. John Bosco, who plays tight end as effectively as he does defensive end, which is scary. Yeah. So the thing about Clemson is you get, just like North Carolina, you get a test. All three of the top teams in the ACC, like, it could be a death blow to the conference. North Carolina loses. They get got by a team within the conference in Virginia Tech. <laughs> Miami could get steamrolled tomorrow by Bama. Clemson could get beat by Georgia. And what then, is a death blow to the ACC? Uh, being, we, we, out, being, <laughs> being in the Pac-12 position of having no playoff shot after a week. Clemson, which is, it, Clemson, which is a spot. Like, Clemson can hey, lose and still go to the playoff and reputation. Not, not if they lose to Georgia, because if they lose, to, if they lose to Georgia, this conference is not good enough for them to. They're do still that Clemson. 
they're still Clemson. I don't think that this year, like, I don't think that this conference is giving them enough ranked opponents to work their way back up, especially if Georgia wins and the SEC ends up being a runaway 12 and 0 SEC East winner of Georgia and also an 11 1 or 12 and 1, depending on what happens in the uh, SEC championship game. Alabama or Texas A&M. If that's the case, I think the SEC ends up getting two teams in potentially, and Clemson's not going to be there. So I don't know if it's necessarily what I'm predicting, but the the ACC is in danger of being in the spot that the Pac-12 was in in 2019, where Oregon losing to Auburn on week one was just about the end of things for that conference having a real shot. I just so thoroughly disagree. I also don't think Clemson's losing. That. Then yeah, of course you're not gonna dis- you're not gonna agree because you you think they're gonna win. They're, uh, no, I just think that Clemson's such it. a dominant team that if if they lost a dominant and talented team, that if they lost this game to Georgia, and the nightmare scenario played out, I think that they would thump everybody in their own league so thoroughly that name brand would be enough. Potent- There's I- gonna be upsets all over the board this year. I don't think it's gonna be a seven level. But the first couple weeks have shown us that there's a wild card factor to this season coming back into a college football environment that I think is going to carry. Sure. What I would argue is Clemson and Georgia both are going to be in this debate, and a head-to-head win is going to be huge. Also, historically, historical precedent, Gabe comes back again. No team has played in the BCS championship game or made the college football playoff after losing its opener since... The former began in 1998. That is according to CBS Sports. That's that. So history suggests you lose your first game, you're not making the playoff. Ohio State lost to Virginia Tech in that first year of the cultural playoff. I think it was week, week two, two or, three. or week three, and then they bounced back. So don't lose week one, but you can kind of sneak a, a week two loss or week three loss and then build your way back up. I'm, I'm serious. I don't believe the schedule for Clemson is strong enough otherwise that if they lose to Georgia, it's going to be tough yeah. To get them up there. All right. Um, so, outside of Clemson, North Carolina, Miami, I'll just ask you this before we start hitting would, coulds, and shoulds. Who do you have at the very bottom of the conference, and who do you have as that fourth oh, team? Oh, God. So, does Virginia Tech tonight, does that show you that they're the fourth best team in this conference? Or are you like... I think it's very clearly Clemson we kind of We're doing these preview pods, admittedly, relatively late. NC State Thursday night, you kind of get the the answer key a little bit early. Forty five nothing against USF, that's impressive. Virginia Tech tonight beats North Carolina. Mm-hmm. They will certainly be ranked next week. Um, what like who do you lean in that in that? Are you or are so, you, I know you're a huge Boston College guy. I am, but seeing what else is happening around the league, it a little bit hard to imagine throwing them in. I may though. They may be four. I don't think North Carolina's three, though. And I haven't. Really? I've just not been a believer of... What about North Carolina, other than Sam Howell, tells you that they were going to be a great team this year? Sam Howell. That's not good enough. I In the ACC, I think it is. It isn't. It was proven tonight it isn't. Because he is not good enough. I don't think... He's that, a good player that was amplified by great players around him. I just don't think that the ACC is... I don't think that there's the level of atmosphere in the ACC that there is 
at Lane but Stadium. But what, what did I come into the year asking about North Carolina? The whole offseason. I'm not disagreeing was, with you on that. What is Sam Howell going to look like with all his friends gone? Without Michael Carter. Without Daz Newsome. Without Diami Brown. The answer tonight was awful. I'm not he was horrid. I'm not he got hit a lot, but he was terrible. I think you have been shown exactly what you wanted to be shown, and now you're going to run with it. We'll see what he it's does. It's the same thing with UCLA. I, I care so much more about his response than tonight. That's fine. You didn't answer my... You dodged my question. The, the, I did, the clear, because there is no answer, because the, the ACC is a cluster. The clear answer at the bottom. The Coastal has been won by every team in the Coastal. The clear answer at the in bottom. In a seven-year span. Yes, Duke, Duke will be at the bottom. Or Syracuse. Or Syracuse. Syracuse might lose to Ohio tomorrow, so that that's that. Charlotte beat Duke tonight in case... I'd say Syracuse is at the bottom. Two two quarterback system. That's bad. It's going to be rough. Doesn't work. Um, all right. Would, could, and should start us off for with Clemson? Clemson. So, I mean, I think Clemson, obviously, it's hard to find a would for Clemson because they will, right? It's what they've done. So, it's hard to find a negative. But Clemson would, to me... Be a surefire playoff lock if I was more comfortable with what they had up front on the offensive line. Oddly enough for Clemson, despite the recruiting ability of Dabo Sweeney, what they've done, that's been one area where they've not produced pros. And they just lost the best guy from their line, Jackson Corman, to the NFL draft. So it's not the strongest point of their position groups. Okay. I don't think it matters that much. But with a new running back, either Lin J. Dixon, maybe they go younger on the depth chart, we'll see. It'll be a lot of guys. With a true freshman quarterback in the sense that, yeah, he's not played a lot. Even though DJ did get the two games. He's in a completely different environment now. And he doesn't have ETN. Like, a lot of his production last year was just dumping ETN. Yeah. And, and Powell, as well, was his favorite target. And he's gone. He's gone as well. Uh, he'll be fine. I'm not worried about that. But, yeah, they would be a lock for me if they had a little bit more veteran presence up front. If they – this is why, like, I, I'm not I'm not trying to be, like, ha- hammer the panic button. But I think for Clemson, it's a win and you're in the playoff, mm-hmm. lose and you're out of the playoff tomorrow. Because they definitely ain't losing two ACC games. No, but, like, they don't play – there's not another team on their schedule that's ranked entering the year. The non-conference schedule is particularly weak this year because they get South Carolina State. Next I mean, heck, week. even the Boston College games is at home. Yeah. Florida State's at home. Yeah, and South Carolina State not any good. Connecticut, November thirteenth, not any good. Not any good as you flash the shirt. They've not um, scored in six hundred and forty days. And South Carolina is one of the worst teams in the SEC East. So that's we'll not, any, not anything special. And I believe in Zebnol. The two best. The two best ACC programs that they play are BC and NC State. Those are in weeks four and five, yeah. and I don't think it's early. In, I don't think those will be early enough in the or, or too early in the year for them to get ranked. So, if they win, that's me saying I think they're going to also roll through all that schedule and go twelve and zero. If they lose to Georgia, I think it's, I think it's going to be they're going to need a lot of dominoes to Do fall you circle your birthday at NC State as the game that they're most likely to lose after Georgia? After the Duke's Mayo Classic in Charlotte? Yes, but 
not if they lose to Georgia. If they lose, like I'm telling you, I think that they're, I think they're going 12 and 0 or they're going 11 and 1. And the only game that I think is a toss up is Georgia. Every other game, I think you're gonna. I don't. Let me put it this way: I don't think we're picking Clemson in game picks another time this year. I think we'll pick that NC State game, and I think we'll probably pick Florida State. I'd have to see what the slate is that week. Pitt could be okay too. Potentially, Pitt gets played a lot of football. They've also got Joey Yellen. From November on, we're just going to say Clemson's winning this week, and we're going to yeah clean our hands and walk and move on. All right, that was a lot. Uh, could what's the could for Clemson? They could have the best defense in the country. Then like, Alabama. I, I think it's it's got to be those two. Okay. Georgia's going to be there as well. Georgia's replacing a lot, but it has some dogs up front. But you look at what Clemson has right now. They still got James Skowski, who is just a billion years old. Like played with Ben Bolware. Got to think that him. You remember Ben Bolware? Yes, I've got. It was them too. I've got to think that the targeting in the Ohio State game had a lot to do with it. Had a lot to do with him coming back. Um, obviously Andrew Booth, him and Derek Stingley pretty consensusly the two best corners in the country at least in terms of draft prospect and then uh, up front it's ridiculous it, it is miles murphy it's brian Brees, the number one recruit in the country from two years ago like they're going to be salty they're experienced and they've got the best defensive coordinator in the country and brett venables so mm-hmm. they're going to be a defense first team and that doesn't mean the offense is going to be anything less than great Okay. They should go to the playoff again. They should be right there to win the national championship. And honestly, even though Oklahoma on paper is a team that should win the national championship, I think I might, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, I think this is going to be a Clemson year. Because they've done it before. The coaching staff knows how to do it, and I'm not sure Lincoln Riley does. I think that the... And I don't have a question mark about the mentality of their quarterback. That's a subtle dig it. That was not subtle at all. No, well, you didn't. I feel like that was very overt. Yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, I, I want it. I want it so badly to be, and I, I up front have. Now nah, I'll save it. I'll save it to predictions at the end. But I don't. I'm not picking Clemson with a national title. Even that's though, fair. I'm not sure I am either. Uh, we're. I still haven't made my mind up on who I'm picking it, tomorrow. Me either. I haven't made my mind up on. Will I be wagering on tomorrow's game? I'm pretty confident Clemson's going to beat Georgia. I do think that Clemson and Georgia will combine for more than 51 points, though. The quarterbacks that are feels too good. so it low. feels so low, and the quarterbacks two like the of other, the top five Heisman odd quarterbacks in the country, and we're not going to get 50 points, 51 points. I just don't believe it. The only way that that happens is if Clemson just physically dominates them. Yeah, and JT Daniels doesn't look like. What people think he's going to look like, which is possible. Which is he only played four possible. games, but it's one of those where I'm willing to be, I'm willing to be wrong. Not not really willing to be long, be wrong. I'm betting what I want to see happen. All right, would could should for North Carolina. This one will be quick because we've already touched on them a bunch, um, based on already kind of being tipped off on the on the quiz today uh, with Virginia Tech. North Carolina would, and this one this one is the one that I would change if I was going to change my notes mm-hmm. after seeing the result. They would be the most fun team to see beat Clemson. I think that tonight 
prove to me that even that if they get to the ACC championship game, it's going to be with what Clemson's defense is. It's going to be tough sledding for Sam Howell. So I, I guess, and this is pre us watching Miami play Bama tomorrow. I guess I would say Miami probably takes the claim as the the team that we have the most um, hope that my that mm-hmm. Derek King can be something special and that he can be the guy that gives Clemson a Lamar Jackson type performance, even if it is in a loss. Um, that's where we're at with that. North Carolina could fail to make it to Charlotte for the conference title game. I wrote this one before the Virginia Tech game. I'm sticking with it. And if they're not going to get there, as you mentioned, the Coastal Division has rotated through winners. Um, would not be shocked if my It's a wheel of fortune. Yeah, exactly. It's a wheel of fortune. So wouldn't be shocked if North Carolina doesn't even make it to the conference title game. Wouldn't be shocked if – I mean, I would not be shocked if North Carolina doesn't just hang out from like somewhere between – 15 to 25 ranked in the country all year long and the one or two losses the flaws that we see cap them at that spot but at the same time people love Sam Howell so much so much I could see them it's the same thing with like Keaton Slovis the media just likes to talk themselves into those teams being good because they love watching those quarterbacks play North Carolina should they should cherish Sam Howell because he's now the all-time leading passer in North he's Carolina. He's the all-time leading passer in North Carolina history. Mitchell Trubisky was there. He was the number two quarterback draft. He was the number two overall pick for the Bears, even though he only played one, one year uh, at North Carolina as the starter. So I don't think they necessarily got to appreciate Shout out Marquise Williams. his year. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think they got to appreciate the Trubisky year, and now they've gotten two and a half. I guess the COVID year, the COVID year was pretty full for the ACC, but now three. This is year three of Sam Howell. Yeah. He's. Well, they got memories from Sam Howell last year, whether it's a yeah. weight game or yeah, he was terrific last year. But they need to uh, understand and appreciate that quarterbacks like this don't just churn out at UNC. Like it's usually been TJ Yates type guys. <laughs> I love coming out of that Yates. program. Um, so yeah, appreciate the all-time leading passing touchdown leader in your school's history for while he's there because he's not going to be there next year. And that's my North Carolina would, good should. Okay. Are we doing Miami last or are we doing Miami now? It seems like we kind of do really good team, really good teams at the end and we sandwich in another Boston one College. Like to, uh, another one that we like to get a couple words in on. So this is obviously a pretty big year for Jeff Hapley because he's not surprising people now. I think everybody kind of patted him on the back. It's the Sam Pittman treatment. You were better than we thought you were going to be. We like you. Yay. Now there are expectations. I mean, Phil Dracovic is back. Zay Flowers is back. And Boston College has a little weight on their shoulders. I'm interested to see how they respond to it. I think, again, had they been able to pull off one of the upsets that they just missed out on last year, they would be coming into this year as a top 25 team. They just didn't get that signature to like convince people nationally of the relevance. They missed their chance in the Notre Dame game. Absolutely, they did. And yeah, that was a game that was on you know national ABC. TV, and they got worked. They could get that win this year. Let me look at the slate. And I would go as far as to say they should get that win this year. 
I don't love them getting Mizzou the week before Clemson and then NC State. That's a three-game slate. I promise you that Boston College ends up above 8-4, and four, and I think that they could have a better record than North Carolina. Okay. Are you saying, well, you did two coulds. I know, but I kind of also did a could and should that were the same. Okay. Fair point. I'm realizing now that because Virginia Tech beat North Carolina, we're going to look dumb because I'm going to talk about Florida State and Louisville, and then I'll let you – I'll do these two, and then you'll do Miami to close us out. Um, and Louisville is – I partially put them on the schedule because I think Monday night's going to be fun against Ole Miss. Ole Miss wearing the powder blues. Can't. You see the video? Wait. You see the video? I the video, but so, I will watch it post-episode. As somebody who's been to Oxford, in Oxford there's a, th- a phone booth, right? Big red phone booth. I believe it's next to the William Faulkner statue because that's what they've got in Oxford. Um, and they did this cool video at nighttime. Streets were empty. Guy is in the powder blues. Just see the top of his helmet in the phone booth. And they say Atlanta's calling, like London's calling. It was cool. You also sent me the We Heart Louisville. 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 Well, two of those guys said Louisville. Louisville. Did they? One said Louisville. One, okay. The offensive lineman was like, Louisville. (laughs) I think it might be Louisville. That would kind of make sense. That'd be very anti-Southern of them. Really? There's there's a Louisville, Tennessee. Okay. It ain't Louisville. All right, well, we're going to talk about Louisville. Is it spelled L-E-W-I-S? No. So oh, it's Louisville. Okay. I was thinking thinking my way Louisville, if you really want to pronounce it. All right. Florida State. Florida State would rejuvenate the ACC if they return to power, if they get an upset this year. I don't. I just don't think there's going to be that many big games in the ACC this year. I just don't believe in this conference. It, um, which is interesting because they're like the conference that has quarterbacks coming back. And everybody else isn't. Yeah, but a lot of them are like coming off an injury or just a really good pro prospect that isn't necessarily Dracovic, King, Hal, Mackenzie Milton. I can keep going. Sims at Georgia Tech. Devin Leary. Malik Cunningham. Yeah, but like Malik Cunningham, wait till I get to Louisville because it's a could. It's a could something that's something to do with Malik Cunningham being being good or not. And this is not necessarily this year, but this is this is a wood that is dictated by Mike Norvell fixing things mm-hmm. in Florida State because the, the that conference is better when Miami's good and they're relatively good now. It's better when Florida State's good and Dope Campbell is one of the best places to watch a night game. I think it's I think there's few places where the difference between a day game and a night game is is like as significant in terms of cuz day game and LSU still Awesome. Yeah, but like a, a a day game at Florida State just doesn't ever do it for me. All I think of is Jameis beating Maryland by fifty. Yeah, fifty nine nothing. Yeah. Um, Florida State could beat Notre Dame in Week One. I don't know what the deal is with what Brian Kelly was saying about preparing for a Jordan Travis offense. I don't know if he's just trying to like get no. There's get, Jordan Travis is gonna play. Yeah, but like Mackenzie Milton's got. Is he not gonna play? No, I think it, they're they're in a battle. And I don't think there's a place in the country that has two better options in Florida State because I think both are terrific players. 
Travis they is apparently torn up camp. And I love, if you remember correctly, yeah. I loved him last year and was like, Florida State's going to beat North Carolina. What happened? Travis went off. They beat North Carolina. They should play. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do what you did with Ole Miss a couple of years last year, and say that they should play with two quarterbacks on the field at all times, and they should they should run <laughs> weapon. Like I don't know what Mackenzie Milton's legs are gonna be like until we see what the mobility is like, but they should play with him as the quarterback. Travis split there, and you could do a lot of stuff. Like I think it would be fun to watch a triple option offense where like six times a game. It's a it's a the pitch running to, back right to a toss. Well, the running back like you hand it to him and then he just drops back. <laughs> I would just love frequent handoff jump pass at the line of scrimmage, and like you never know when it's coming because like he legitimately might just take it through the tackles. Yeah. So that's possible. That'd be sick. We'll see what happens. Sunday Make it night. happen. We'll see what happens Sunday night. It is a night game. God, it's Joe John Campbell, and it's against Notre Dame. And the fact that Notre Dame, even though they're a top 10 team in the country, is only favored by a touchdown tells me that Vegas thinks that it's going to be a, lot a competitive game. Fake top 10 teams this year. Yeah, which means we're going <laughs> to get the same old faces up top, I feel like. Um, Florida State, though, they should be realistic in their expectations of Mackenzie Milton. I've, Norvell, very creative guy. He was awesome at Arizona State. He was awesome at Memphis calling plays. I think he's going to have to take one, two, three weeks, first three weeks of the year to figure, figure out what out. he's got in Milton, What figure out um, if he can continue the success that Jordan Travis had against North Carolina last year. Yeah. Because that was... He was really, really up and down, though. It was a, a really turnovers. encouraging game. But at the same time, it was almost kind of the same story as it's been with like James Blackman in years past, where it's it's the good moments draw you in so much, and then the bad moments are like, there, why would I ever What believe? good moments were did happen to, with James Blackman? Enough, you know. Enough, no, enough. There was there was, none. There was some hype. There was some hype there. He got benched like seven times. Yeah, it was Jordan. I, Tra- you, there's how, a reason he's how, been. so okay. I'm not gonna. Travis started five games last year for 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 Florida State. How many games do you think he ran for over eighty yards? Four, correct. Okay, so yeah, that's what I would have guessed. I'm telling you, they should run two quarterbacks out there. They should run two quarterbacks out there. Mackenzie Milton as the passer. We've seen his arm, and Jordan Travis as the rusher. He just threw a pick in every single game he played in it. He just not can't a, do that. Make him. He can make throw. Him, make him Braxton Miller. He can throw. Make him Braxton Miller and run some. Barring the debilitating nerve injury. Yeah, we don't want that for you, Jordan. All right. I will go Louisville, and then you can hit Miami to close okay. things out. Louisville would easily have the best Adidas jerseys if they did what you suggested, which is the Louisville volleyball jerseys. Go look them up. The, the Muhammad with, Ali the, yeah. font. If they, if they make those their football jerseys, maybe they will. Um, they'd have the best Adidas jerseys. Maybe ever. And I love what Adidas has done this year with ASU, the gold jersey, with KU and the Gale Sayers throwbacks. The, I'm still waiting on A&M's. I might buy that. I haven't seen the A and M one. They haven't come out. Oh, okay. I, have you? And then NC State. NC State wore the the new ones last night. Those suck. Not their best look. NC State is by far the worst one. Miami, good stuff. New like little. Well, that's just the total revamp. That's not even a special uniform. Yeah, it's just cleaner. So yeah, they they fan. went to the Warren Sapp era. 
Yes. I'm a big fan of that. Let the Schnellenberger era. I teased this earlier when we were talking about Malik Cunningham, and here's my could. I think Louisville could easily miss a bowl game if Malik Cunningham doesn't If he was what he was last year? Yeah. They are 93rd in the country in returning production offensively. Of course, they they lose Hawkins at running back. And 2-2 Atwell, so I don't know how that's possible because it was their two best players by a mile. Yeah, 93rd in the country. That means they're in the bottom they're in the bottom Oh, I thought you were saying 93%. They're 93rd ranked in the okay, country. Okay, cool. Out yeah. of, what are there, 136 Division One yeah. programs. So they're in the bottom half of the country in that regard. L- which means be bad. Malik is going to have to carry people. And if he doesn't, 5-7 and seven is like very much on the table for Scott Maybe Satterfield. 4-8. Four, four Potentially. This could be really dumb for me to have even mention Louisville. They're going to get blown out by Ole Miss. I hope they score a lot of points, though. Louisville should play a lot of one-score games. I I think that the ACC and the Big 12 are very similar in that there's, I think there's a clear top three. Maybe I don't want I don't want to be so prisoner of the moment from every week one game that I completely talk myself out of North Carolina still being firmly in that top three. But it feels like four through seven in this conference could easily get beaten by everyone who's not Duke and Syracuse. Tell me this, though. How sick would it be if Louisville just wore the red, the new Adidas, in this game against Ole Miss, against the Powder Blue? How would, beautiful that would be. It'd be nice. Uh, that game is in Atlanta. Atlanta. So. Going to be an interesting one. Um yeah, I think I think Louisville. I feel like they're. I feel like it's a fun six and six team with some maddening losses and some exhilarating wins. I don't see that upside. Okay, they're gonna lose for sure on Monday night. Like I want to. I like Scott Satterfield a lot, but I just don't see it. All right, Miami Hit time. With Miami, and then we will do superlatives and move to the Big Ten. So Miami. Again, is another team where it's just like, I think if they were Clemson, they would be getting more hype, but I've done that one before, so it's a little lazy and I'm not going to do it. Miami would be a surefire top 10 team this year if we knew more about their pass rush. I was going to say, if they didn't play Bama week one and we're about to get spanked. So... They in the last three years, the last two years, they've lost three excellent pass rushers. Quincy Roche, who transferred in from Temple, was there last year, along with obviously Jalen Phillips. Phillips got drafted in the first round. The year before was Greg Rousseau. Rousseau also got drafted in the first round this year. That leaves some question marks, and you have to wonder: okay, is it the scheme or is it the players? I think they still get really good players. So, we don't know much about their pass rush, and obviously that's a big part of what they do defensively. Trying to force turnovers, trying to run around, do that Miami thing, you throw the chain on. Um, We'll see if that's replicable. They're just always good. They always find a good defensive end. I forget who it was. I, I forget who it was that I was reading in a preseason article, and it said, uh, Surprise player to boom this year. And they didn't even list anybody. They just said defensive end Miami. Miami. Because somebody's going to step up. Yeah. 
I really like DeAndre Johnson, who's a grad transfer from Tennessee. Had a lot of success early in the year. This year, and then got hurt. You love people who leave Tennessee. Dude, I legitimately think they might put five guys on power conference, all-conference teams this as year. As transfers, yeah. As transfers. So I mean, Wanya Morris, Eric Gray. Henry Totoa, Tavius Crouch at Michigan State looked amazing tonight. And then... And then Johnson. Yeah. That would be that'd be wild. <laughs> like, how bad is that? It's, Meanwhile, it's like... Gotta be frustrating. Here's Joe Milton. Tough scene. Tough scene. That was, I mean, going up against Bowling Green last night, who started a true freshman walk on at center. That's going to be one of my sanctions. Was like, how do you do? I mean, they hung tough for the first half. It was fourteen to six. So, but I think his stamina might have gotten worked against one or two too. Also, too too many four star defensive linemen. Shout out to Nesta Silvera. I just like him. Okay. The big defensive lineman who wears one plays with a lot of energy. Sick. Defensive tackle. I love defensive linemen that wear single digit numbers. It's sick. Okay. Your Miami should. Could. Oh, could. Okay. I uh, was, it, they all sound the same. Miami Eight could definitely be one of Alabama and Clemson. We were <laughs> like, this is, this is a take. You know how I've been riding with this team. So you think I'd be an idiot to bet Alabama minus 19 half tomorrow? Because I really want Not an idiot. Not an idiot. Not an idiot. Because Alabama could have just such a significant physical advantage up front both ways that if Bryce Young plays well, it could get ugly. I just... I think Because I don't know. And I don't know what Derrick King's going to look like with a shortened offseason. I think there's a real chance that, like, Georgia wins tomorrow and Bama rolls and the Derrick King, Sam Howell, DJ, Heisman talks are all dead. I also just don't know how good Manny Diaz is. He might be okay. I thought that hire was horrible at the start. I don't think it was horrible now. But I don't know how good he is yet. Hadn't had that signature win. Fair. They also could have the best safety tandem in college football, but we've already talked about that, so I'm not going to bring that up again. Miami should, with this group of players, absolutely lose no more than two games. Okay. There's not Malik Rogier at quarterback anymore. You got a team like this, but you also have the QB. And if this happens, if they go nine and three and go to a bowl named after an athletic sporting wear store or something like that, and go play a Big Twelve team, we'll know what Manny Diaz's ceiling is. So Miami gets Alabama week one. They get a competent App State team in Week Two. Michigan State, who I love. Michigan State, who's looked very impressive tonight. UNC, NC State, at Florida State, Virginia Tech. Tough schedule. They've got the toughest of the of the top three teams in the. But they should be that good. We'll see. I could see them losing to Michigan State. I could too. Um, They should be that good though. We ready for superlatives? Yep. All right, my superlative for the It's Too Easy Award, which is translation for you can't win the Heisman because we don't think you got tested enough, goes to DJ Uyangalale. I think that he is going to be at the same disadvantage that Trevor Lawrence had. And what? That they're going to win. Baker by Mayfield, th- Kyler Murray. It, it, 
we have seen this so frequently where Clemson rolls by so much that but he's new. He's fresh. It doesn't matter. And Trevor didn't get to be the starter till the middle of the year, his freshman year. Trevor got two more full seasons. And then Deshaun Watson, his freshman year, was the guy, but tore his ACL. This is a bad argument. No, no, it's not. Because because DJ is new. It doesn't that doesn't matter though. It narratives it, the Heisman is a narrative driven award. If yes, and the narrative's gonna be hard to press when they play no ranked teams other than Georgia. Like the only way DJ wins the Heisman is if he steamrolls like 400 passing yeah. yards against Georgia tomorrow night and then throughout the year continues the stats because a lot of these games if your boy Will Shipley who you had on the your our yeah. guys team if he goes off if he runs for 1200 yards yeah. and he's scoring touchdowns on the in the rushing category and it's not dump off screens like it was to ETN mm-hmm. DJ's not going to like people aren't going to be like oh dude he just elevates everybody all the time and that's the way. Like, I think that we are drawn to one or two primetime games per year, and it sucks. But Clemson's only the only game that Clemson's going to play in primetime is Week One, so it better be a. I think the NC State can't better be, be a, in primetime, but I do not think that. The, you think it's three thirty ABC? Yes, okay. it's three thirty ABC with a slight rain and seventy two degrees in in Raleigh. That's what that game is. Okay. You're up. All right. Are we? The yeah, we'll ping pong. Award that goes to the player that's name sounds most like the recruit that I created in NCAA football <laughs> to get to my school is Charleston Rambo. All right. I think that one speaks for yeah, itself. Yeah, that one speaks for uh, itself. It's just such a good name. Charleston Rambo. Total Transfer Island candidate. Yes, he is in along with Tate Martell. He's on. He's on. Yeah, UNLV Four, didn't have Tate Martell. That's why they lost Eastern Washington. Fourth string quarterback, Tate Martell. The I love. Did you see the headline where Tate Martellus UNLV loses to Eastern Washington? Because who, who? I saw a legitimate article. No way. Yes. I think ASU, by the way, is going to beat UNLV by more than they beat Southern Utah. Impossible. More than twenty-seven. The fact that UNLV last night was a two-point dog to Eastern Washington. And they didn't cover. It was a push. I thought they Eastern lost Washington, by three. Eastern Washington won by two. Oh, I lost. It, oh, was, okay. it was a push. The college football is back award. Oh, got to go to Lane Stadium. Goes to Lane Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. tonight was, Enter Sandman was on another level. Call, real even college though, football fans know. Even though it wasn't even dark outside yet. They kicked that game off early. Yeah. They kicked that game off at 6 Eastern because I love Northwestern that Mich- Michigan State was I, I love the it's dusky out kickoff so much. Yeah, but it was still Nothing says it was September still, football. It was like still that. very light, which yeah. is my thing is like it, it needed to be 6:30. It needed to be 6:45. No, I love that. I love that. No, I I miss Labor Day 2015 when we got Ohio State with the Cardell Jones who's going to start situation. That was an awesome game, too. At Virginia Tech. That That was was like the... It was the Labor Day night game. That was when Fowler-like was like, okay, this is my my gig now. Kind of took the reins. Mm -hmm. Two years in. You're up. Um, I had something in my brain, and it just (laughs) is totally evacuated from it. Uh, The you better not fool me award goes to... Phil Dracovic, because I really want to believe in Boston College. 
Like, I really do. Joe Tessitore, your son goes there. I love you, Joe Tess. So I want to support. But don't want to be jerked around by Phil Dracovic. All right. Just ball out. My final superlative only did three for the ACC. We're trying to get through this pod quickly. The glad they're not returning award goes to Notre Dame because I think most conference coaches don't like the idea of Notre Dame being a full-time member of the ACC and taking up that that conference title spot of them and them and Clemson each each year. So I think everybody's happy they're they're back to their their, their deal. Their deal of five ACC games, USC, Stanford, Cincinnati, whatever else they've got, Wisconsin. I, no, I'm down on Notre Dame. I'm down on Notre Dame. Jack How Cohn, down? Jack Cohn, in the words of Trevor Trevor Leaf, A double S. It was his evaluation. <laughs> yeah, that was he got, yeah that was his player evaluation. Did he spell the abbreviation or did he? No, he. I mean. We're not a family program over on the money line. No. So, that's the, the thoughts. You've been playing football for a billion years, and nobody outside the ACC knows your name or goes to Kenny Pickett. Yes. He's been there forever. This is year five. Like, I saw The Athletic ran an article today of college football's seventh year guys. And waiting to break the fact through. that Kenny Pickett is a fifth year guy, and that there's seven year guys, there's a ton of sixth year guys, and he's a fifth year guy. He feels like he's a seventh year guy. He feels like he's been there since. I mean, he's still somehow waiting to break through. He's been right there for years. He's never thrown more than thirteen touchdowns. People think Pitt's going to be decent this year. Jason I, Benetti, namely. So I assume you're going Clemson over Miami to win the conference title game. Yes. And I'll go Clemson over North Carolina. I really want I still to go believe, Miami over Clemson. I can't do it. I still believe in, I still believe that North Carolina. Ooh. Also, really quickly, really, 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 really quickly, just a guy that I, I missed um, here on the Our Guys podcast. Okay. Two guys in the backfield for Georgia Tech, okay? Also, I'm realizing tonight uh, Kenneth Walker – should probably find a way on to transfer total transfer line. Yeah, maybe. Like he balled out four touchdowns, two hundred and sixty-four yards rushing. He's probably making a yeah, he's pretty good. A, you know, Bachelor in Paradise style coming in on week two appearance. We might swap him out for Tate Martell. Shut up. <laughs> so Tate didn't get onto the island either. We got to get him in there somewhere. Nope. Yep. <laughs> nope. Um, our new interns will have something to say about that. I will rally them to the cause. Two dudes, Jameer Gibbs at Georgia Tech. Strong Jamar, Jamal Charles, vibage from him. And then the quarterback, Sims. I like both a lot. Okay. Glad you got your shout-out. Sims was very up and down last year. But, I believe. I, t- I, I remember Florida State, I'm like, Sims is going to win a Heisman. <laughs> like, first time I saw him, like, first drive, I'm like, this guy's going to win the Heisman. He threw two pick sixes that game. I forget what game it was last year. Georgia Tech was playing in. I believe they're both Dosante Samuel Jr. Potentially, um, I there was a game that Georgia Tech was playing in last year, and I still hadn't adjusted to the fact that Georgia Tech no longer runs the. It's odd. The triple option. It's jarring. And I, out of principle, bet the under, and then I realized that they actually throw the like, ball. No, <laughs> it's like it's like 
Oh, we have made a grave mistake about two drives. In Jeff Collins is wearing a hoodie vest with long sleeves under not underneath. What is happening? <laughs> he's got a flat bill on. Flat bills. Hey, he's got to fit in in Atlanta in the ATL. He's trying real hard. He's trying very hard. All right. So I've got Clemson over North Carolina. You've got Clemson over Miami. Um, we'll see if we have them in the playoff. You know who's A double S is North Carolina. You hate it. You're, you want you are so hard going, going. I just Iowa. don't. There's just Iowaing. There's not a lot. North Carolina. There's, just, I, there's some guys. Conley played awesome today. Deserve shout out for North Carolina. Just ain't a lot of. T- I think Sam Howe competed today, but that's a difference. That's. A, <laughs> I think he competed as. Yeah, yeah, competed real hard. He was running. In, he was maybe a little out. bit too hard yes. as he threw three interceptions. One was tipped. One was a bad decision. One was tipped because he's short. And was throwing off his back foot because he was scared of getting hit. And one was not a pick. One was a ball that was caught by his receiver, wrestled away, and poorly called by a referee. Put in a bad spot. So, I will become a Sam Howell truther if you force me into this corner. He is Luca Garza. All right, we're on to the Big Ten. Speaking of Luca Garza, we're on to the Big Ten. Big, there you go. Big year for Iowa, predicted for uh, sources that I've got in Iowa City. That go to Iowa. Yes. So, okay. totally unbiased source there. <laughs> yes. The Spencer Petrus versus Graham Mertz battle will probably determine the Big Ten West, unless you're a huge Muhammad Ibrahim guy. If you're a big Tanner Morgan guy, a big PJ Fleck guy, I don't know if you are. You're not a big Northwestern guy after what you saw tonight. No, not at all. I was not a big Northwestern guy. I was not a big Hunter Johnson guy going into this I do year. like Hunter Johnson. I thought he played well. That's fair. Opening thoughts, because Justin Fields is obviously just like Trevor Lawrence— in the ACC, in the Big Ten, Justin Fields is the big shoes to be filled. C.J. Stroud was able to hit on – he took some time to get going. But he got But it. he was able to hit on some huge plays. He got Garrett Wilson for a long one. Um, got Chris Olave for a long one as well. A little run after the catch for Olave, but he hit – He does that, He though. hit Garrett Wilson in stride. So much of playing quarterback when you've got guys like that, and what Mac Jones did, is you don't necessarily have to hit the beautiful throws at the sideline – Knowing how to put them in position, your great players, to where they can make great plays is a huge part of quarterbacking. So, like, giving Alave a ball that he can run with, a good throw. Trying to find... The equivalent of hitting him down the field with a perfect deep ball. Yes. I'm trying to find the list of Ohio State's receiving room because this year it is... It's dumb. It's absurd. Fleming... Was Julian Fleming was the number one receiver in the country? I think he was the number a year one ago in the country, according for yeah, at least a little to bit some of time. sources, and is like what fifth on the receiver death chart? Yeah, I don't know if he had a catch last night. I obviously, I mean, there are guys in did, his. If he did, call me out for it. But I was watching Arizona State play. Smith the Jigbo is going to be unbelievably good. He is. I'm still scrolling to try to find. I know that this was the account that I saw. Oh, here it is. Ohio State's depth chart. Uh, Pro Football Focus College tweeted it. Oh, uh, Chris Olave, he's their number one receiver. Garrett Wilson, he's their number two receiver. Smith. Who might just be the best two receivers in college football this year. Yeah. Jackson Smith uh, in Jigba, five-star recruit. Julian Fleming, he was the number one rated receiver in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, Igbuka was the tw- number one recruit at receiver in 2021. And then, Marvin oh Harrison yeah, they Jr. got Marvin Harrison Jr. as well, who so, can play. Who, yeah, a top one hundred recruit, um, kind of in the same situation a little bit as Chad Johnson Jr. Bama esque. Like you're just 
you're just stuck behind other dudes. But I think I, I think I saw enough last night to be like, yeah, CJ Stroud's gonna step in. He's gonna be okay. Did you see enough to think Quinn Quinn Ewers gonna have to? No, find CJ's gonna be fine. Is Quinn gonna? But I there were some like Kelly Bryant ish vibes. To you me. think so? Yeah. Of like this guy's really good. Not national title winning quarterback, but like or, they could have a better option. I, that feels, but it feels like with Ohio State, they constantly battle with you win the national title. It was the right guy. You don't win the national title, you get to the playoff and you lose. Oh, we had a better option on our bench, and instead, when that has guy, that happened? Oh, you're talking about Burrow. Joe Burrow. I'm talking about the fact that like JT Barrett, Cardell Jones was a debate for a long time. Like it's just, it's what they've done. Yeah. So. At number two, after Ohio State, because I, I think this is an aside. Okay. An aside, I know we're trying to have a more concise podcast, but it just was a really interesting question that popped up into my brain. So I just JT Barrett to me seemed always seemed a little Tebow ish, right? In that scheme, doing the things he did, a little bit limited as a thrower, tough okay. runner between the tackles. Like you know, Urban had games where they would run QB power twenty times. Do you think Tim Tebow would win a national championship today? Because I say no. At Ohio State? Anywhere. At Alabama? I think he could. I, I don't think, think so. I think he could. I don't think he is a good enough passer. I think college Tim Tebow. College Tim Tebow is the worst passer of the football to win a national title in the last 20 years. I think they could, 15, still, 15 I think they could still do 15 it. 15 years. I think he could still do it. Okay, anyway, I just thought that was an interesting question. Who is your number two in the Big Ten? Assuming you have Ohio State as the best yeah, team in the conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Wisconsin? It's Indiana. Whoa. I have them fifth. I'm high on Iowa. And largely just because I went through the schedule. I just went through the schedule, and the fact that Indiana's in the east, and Iowa's in the west, they have an inherent advantage, and the fact that they play each other, and it's at Iowa sure is an advantage don't get me wrong I love Michael Penix Jr. don't get me wrong I our guys team I love Ty Freifogel but I think that I think Indiana's a team that's probably due for some regression and that's an opinion that I've it, somewhat it changed on since I had them as sleeper team back in like July or June whenever we they did could that. be they got lucky against Penn State they didn't get lucky the rest of their schedule they still won 6-2 and two. In the regular season, they did lose their bowl game to Ole Miss, but I think that, there's a lot on Stephen Carr, but we'll talk about that later. Yes, I think Minnesota, Michigan State, based on what we saw Thursday and Friday night, the little you know peak at the peak at the notes is they're probably going to outperform expectations. Mm-hmm. And with that, I say we should hit would could should because we usually get on Ohio State. Yes, we usually end up touching on things that we start talking about earlier once we get to wood could should so for the conciseness of this we should get going on that before superlatives and picks and game picks and national championship picks oh they would be my pick for national champion if they had like a a real freak defensive guy because the Okuda the Chase Young even the tough Borlands of the world you know, 
that kind of dude, like, I top Orland actually does not belong at all in that. So, like, the but the freak defensive guys. You got yourself going. Yeah. The Marshawn Lattimore's, you know, like, they don't have that dude that's pronounced yet this year. They've got good players on that side of the ball. If they had that dude, they would be my pick. They don't. I think the defense will be good. We'll see. Uh, they could have the most interesting quarterback controversy that we've seen since I don't know when. Because this thing is weird because of the Quinn Ewer situation. Millionaire. He's a millionaire now. At 18. Yeah. Like he just got drafted into the NBA. <laughs> and he's third string. And the guy behind CJ Stroud right now, McCord, is also an extremely good player. Like, I think this quarterback room has, like, Bama of the Hurts, Tua, Mac era talent. I think this quarterback room is more talented than the quarterback room that had Burrow in it at Ohio State. This is an insane bunch. So this quarterback controversy, especially if Stroud falters at any point, which has to be hard for him, knowing that Quinn's right there behind him, McCord's right there behind him. He's got to be like, dude, why'd you show up? Cause it, but it was a competition before. Yeah, I know. But, like, he he still... It's get insane. The bag. It's got to be... The bag. But, like, if you're going to do it, why didn't, why didn't you just go to Texas? I guess he didn't like what Sark was, sell, was selling him. All right, continue with Ohio State. Sorry for interrupting. Ohio that. State should simply make the playoff and be Ohio State. I don't think that that's too hard. Yeah, not nothing wild. All right, I will begin with Wisconsin... And I will say... Before, before we dive in, does Ryan Day lose his first regular season game this year? Yes. Yes? Yeah. I think they're losing to Oregon. I'm very, okay. I'm very high on Oregon. Okay. I don't get the Oregon hype also. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. I don't... Tell me about the playmakers. On Oregon? You're I just... Just that high on Johnny Johnson? I think Johnson? defense is going to be really good. I think that they're going to run the ball a ton with C.J. Verdell. I think that Johnny Johnson is more than capable of being a number one receiver. And ultimately, I I, I really think their defense is one of the three best in the country. Like Alabama, Clemson, Oregon is my belief. I put Georgia above, but okay. I just don't think you win with defense anymore. But We'll see. I think that they – you got to do something. You got to have some – You got to zag? Some limbs to go – to stand on. You got to zag. The ducks are my limb. Uh – so yes, I think Ohio State loses one. They could lose to Penn State this year. They could, they could get beat by Wisconsin. Well, they're at Indiana. That's the game I circled. Is like the like Indiana might lose a couple games this year, but but get Ohio State. That's possible. That's possible as well. All right, Wisconsin. Wisconsin would have been fine last year if they had not had COVID COVID problems. They had coming from their quarterback. Yes, <laughs> I mean twenty for twenty one, five passing touchdowns. First game of your college career immediately gets COVID. Gets Lovey Smith fired. And after he gets COVID, apparently messed up his shoulder and just played through it. And suddenly you wonder why you don't have any deep passing threat anymore. Not great. Jake Ferguson is still here. The running game should be better than... Because when I think deep passing threat, I think of a Wisconsin tight end. 
I'm saying there's a security blanket. I love Jake Ferguson. Which should open things up. It's the middle of America is going to produce a bunch of good tight ends this year. Um, Everywhere's going to. There are so many. There's a lot of. There's a lot of good tight ends. As I say that, I'm thinking Greg Dulcich at at UCLA, Weidermeyer at A&M, the South as well. I will. Yes, there are many. There's another one that I want to talk about. Okay. Wisconsin, I really think can be a sneaky college football playoff contender. If is this a the year? Thing, if a couple, I want to talk myself into it. I want to talk myself into them being undefeated when they get to Indianapolis at the end of the year, and I think it can happen. They get Iowa at home, they get Penn State at home, and the other ranked opponent that they have in the preseason is Notre Dame, and that game is being played in Chicago. So. Penn State tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. kick for us in week four. They have a week three bye, so mm-hmm. I was thrown off a little bit. Notre Dame, week four. So what I'm saying is you could get you could kind of get the hay in the barn early for Wisconsin. I've never heard that saying before. I like it, though. I'm from Kansas, not from the farm, though. Just PSA. There ain't nothing wrong with the farm. Um, yeah, I think that two top 20 wins in the first four weeks of the season – when you're already the 12th ranked team in the country, if they happen and they're not just like squeakers, if they're impressive showings, if Graham Mertz is slinging the thing, slinging the rock, hitting Ferguson, finding a deep threat, um, I think Wisconsin can kind of shoot their way up there and maybe take advantage of the fact that I do think Ohio State loses to Oregon. Um, And Iowa, of course, that game is at home as well. So I think Wisconsin can certainly... um, be in that area and then should should is supposed to be something that's safe it's supposed to be not a crazy bold prediction they should win the Big Ten West again I just don't people have their doubts about Mertz I have my doubts about Spencer Petrus at Iowa he's nine touchdowns five interceptions and barely over 56 percent completion percentage not a fan of that and so I just Spencer Petrus is just going to be a deep cut college football player in five years. Yeah, like who, like there's going to be some upset that he plays well in, and he'll be the answer to some trivia question on like yeah. Aflac, Geico trivia, a bunch of years from now, whatever it is. Um, Speaking of ESPN sponsorship placement, very interesting that they're the Sling halftime show now, like. Openly encouraging people. That out yeah, to yeah, yeah. Cord cutting. It's just doesn't. doesn't it's interesting. Well, I mean, ESPN Plus has been massive success for them. That's what they want you to believe. That's the facts. I've not seen the facts, so yes. I'm just just they've done just well pushing there. back against the narrative. <laughs> Wisconsin should win the Big Ten West, and that's what I've got. Okay. Next program. Next program. We doing Indiana last, or am I doing the improv Michigan State one that I threw in there because I was just so I was just so impressed. Resounding, resounding trip to Evanston tonight. They were awesome. I mean, do you deny that they were awesome? No, I don't deny that. So this is on the spot. I'm telling you, Kenneth Walker. We're late adding him to TTI. I mean, he ran for 250 yards. And he might be a he might be a legit contender because there's no like runaway quarterbacks that are going to dominate this thing like Hurts and um, who was our other one? So here's what I believe. Who's our other one that year? Oh, Justin Fields. Here's what I believe. Okay, I believe that Mel Tucker was hired late in the process, which made it very difficult in the COVID year. 
which meant that their program kind of lagged behind last year in a cultural reset. That was hard. So I think last year is not indicative of where this program's at. Fair. So I think they could be the surprise team in the country. I think I've thrown that around for a couple teams. But I really do because I don't think Michigan State had any expectations nationally. But after watching them play tonight, they've got, like, an it. It was it was Northwestern. I don't care. It's the kind of plays they're making. It was Northwestern. It doesn't matter. I think, they could have been playing Southern Utah. I, I wouldn't have cared. It's the kind of plays that they're making. Because I didn't know Peyton Thorne could throw the football like that. I, making yeah. tough angle throws off his back foot, on the move. Michigan State quarterbacks don't do that. I will say Connor Kick Connor Cook did not look as athletic as that's true. Peyton Thorne did tonight. That's true. Um, Neither did Kirk Cousins. I think they can go eight and four. Before this, I probably would have said six and six would have been my prediction. Like a a a bowl game team that plays the Holiday Bowl against like who's the sixth best team in the Pac-12? Like Cal. Michigan State would. Be expected to go eight and four, nine and three, and be Michigan State again. Had Mel Tucker gotten that full off season last year, he's recruited his guys. They talked. Beth Mullins did an excellent job on the broadcast tonight. Talked a lot about. Hey, there's no gray. Last year they felt like they left a lot of gray area for guys. Now this year it's black and white. Here's what we need you to do. Here's why we need you to do it. Here's when it needs to be done by. Here's how you're going to do it. And just making it very clear for his team how they're going to play. And, like, when somebody says that on a broadcast and it's immediately evident on the field that sticks with me, that's what I thought about Michigan State tonight. That looked like a completely different team than last year. That's what I thought about Illinois in Week 0. Yeah. It's It's a team that shows their identity immediately. What what Brock Heward was saying on the broadcast – is what I was seeing on the field. Yeah, it, it lined up, and even though the talent isn't quite there, you could believe it. I, I think the easiest the easiest thing to point to and be like, oh, Michigan State's gonna be better is like, you saw it. Peyton Thorne's gonna be good. He's a significant step up over Rocky Lombardi, who was just awful, awful last year and was just a turnover machine. So that's doesn't make it doesn't surprise me that he's gonna be better. Also, or that they're gonna be better. Sorry, Jalen Ayler is a really good player for them. Started to kind of come on last year. Excellent Twitter handle. At Speedy Naylor. He was, yeah, he was a freshman when, when Michigan State played at ASU. Yeah. Makes sense. A good player. Anything else? Uh, We did a would, we did a could, and we did a should. I All mean, right. Michigan State should finish, based on what I saw tonight, ahead of Michigan. Okay. And that's a win. All and right. that will be the death nail for Harbaugh. I, Harbaugh gets fired after they lose to Michigan State this year. How about that? That's a bold prediction that was that has nothing to do nothing to do with Michigan State. I mean, other than beating them. Beating them but, <laughs> yeah, it has everything, in fact, to do with Michigan State. No, are you saying it's coming after that loss? Because that'd, yeah, be, that'd be in season. Tarmac. That'd be in season. Yep. In East Lansing. Wow, calling a shot. All right, I'm going with Iowa. Before I do Penn State, because I'm high and, on Penn State. By the State way, let me make it clear: I am not advocating, nor do I wish for the firing of Harbaugh. Is he coaching for his job? Yes, everyone's yes, coaching I, for I, their job. Yes. 
Um, Unfortunately for coaches, you don't often get to end a job with anything but being fired. I love Jack Loader. Just mid 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 pod thought as a received. Thank you. Um, All right, we're going to Iowa. Iowa would require. This I wrote before I saw Minnesota play last night would require some real issues to not finish top two in the Big Ten West. Um, Minnesota is everything that Iowa says they are. I think both teams are going to run the ball a ton. I think like the game when they play each other is going to be 75% run. It is going to be a bleed clock fest. It is going to be a hand the ball off, tackle, huddle up, Take 30 seconds off the clock, stand at the line of scrimmage, point at some dudes, snap it, and run the ball again. That's point gonna at be, some dudes, snap <laughs> that's it. That's going to be over and over and over again. Point at some dudes. <laughs> that guy, he's there. <laughs> he's, the, he's the Mike. Um, Northwestern only brings back 28% of their TARP, which is transfer assets and returning production. Trevor loves the TARP stat. Um, it's a good stat. It is a good stat, and it's very helpful, and it's why I'm down Transfer on Transfer assets. Yeah. Okay. Because everyone that, you know. That was just. No one's ever gotten a transfer that wasn't somebody valuable, right? According to every recruiting that, service that, ever. T- asset in that is just to make it the stat sound cool when you say TARP. Well, it could be transfer. Instead of TARP. Transfer acquisitions and returning production, but either way, you just need okay. Um. And I wrote down before last night, I don't really see it with Minnesota. I think they'll be able to compete with Iowa. So that one might be wrong. Iowa could win the West. Um, I don't foresee it happening. This is, once again, hypotheticals. It's not what I'm predicting, but it's what I could potentially see happening. I got to leave the door open to Graham Mertz actually not being what I think he is and me looking like an idiot once again. Um, Petrus, he's a game manager. Sometimes game managers work for Kirk Ferentz. Um, it's happened a lot. C.J. Beathard exists. And then Iowa, I think they are going to, I think Iowa should lose the Cyhawk game for the first time since 2014. I mean, Iowa State, all they do is choke against Iowa. Yeah, but I think this is the year Matt Campbell gets them. And because of that, I think that Iowa could be out of the top 25 in the first. Well, they might beat Indiana this week. Are you aware of the fact that Minnesota's smallest offensive lineman is six four three fifteen? Yeah. I'm, Are you aware of the fact that their biggest offensive lineman is six foot eight three seventy nine on their starting five? And we're not going to preview them because I just love that they're going to talk I just, about Indiana. I just love that PJ is like, I don't care how good you are. We're getting and like their guys are good. It's just like we're getting the biggest dudes we can. We literally we who Chonky needs Paul fellas. Bunyan's axe when we literally can have five Paul Bunyans? Chalky fellas. Yeah. Hit me, hit me with Indiana, and then I'll hit you with Penn State. And we'll I was just notice. trying to think of like a certified lover boy, I'm but not, with not Chonky. I've listened to one song on that pot. That uh, Chonky Lyman Boys, CLB baby. All <laughs> Make right. the edit. Yes. Make the edit. And it's just it's offensive uh, lineman hog highlights. What's the guy? The right tackle from Minnesota last night. Yeah, that's Shalali. what I was talking about. How do you pronounce his name? Shillelagh? Falele? Oh, there you go. Play-by-play play instincts he, he taking just, over. He just absolutely ripped a guy down. He's six foot eight, three seventy-nine. It was, it was it was a I am bigger than you. Whoosh, whipping, him <laughs> whipping him on the ground. Great technique, Gabe. It was incredible. <laughs> okay. You want to do Indiana? You 
I mean, it's yours. I have Penn State. No, I know. Yes, go go to Indiana. Go to the Hoosiers. Okay, Indiana. The Indianans. <laughs> Indianans, <laughs> yes. Um, they should be a legit threat to OSU to win that side of the conference to me if their schedule weren't so damn difficult. Like, having to play Cincinnati, having to play at Western Kentucky, like, those aren't necessarily easy games. For whatever reason, I think I can't remember this for a certainty. I can't remember if it's them or Cincinnati that's playing Notre Dame. It's Cincinnati, correct? Yeah. Indiana plays Cincinnati. Cincinnati yeah, plays Cincinnati Indiana and Notre Dame. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, but they've got to go to Iowa to start the year. They've got to go to Penn State. They've got to go to Michigan. It's By just, the way, it's welcome, just too hard. Welcome to the Big 12, Cincinnati. And go we'll, team. we'll talk about it. Scholarship sanctions ended up. Yeah, we just we got a lot we to talk about. We got over that. We need to keep going. Um, so, yeah, they're just not going to because those teams <laughs> are too good. I've got all these numbers and things on Indiana that I'm just not going to be able to say, am I? What's the most interesting number you got? Uh, well, I was just going to make a point that, like, Peyton Hendershot is going to represent for the Paytons this year. Tight end gang. They don't once have again, Wa- once again, Middle America producing great tight ends. Yeah, corn fed. Yeah, <laughs> Watt Fillier's not there anymore. They got to have a guy who's going to work the middle to open up Ty Fry Fogel on the outside. That's going to be Peyton Hendershot. Get familiar. He's a doll. Spells right. it the right way too. Unlike Peyton Thorne. Unlike Peyton Ramsey, or did Peyton Ramsey? I don't know. I don't. The Paytons are beating the hell out of the game, so I'll tell you that much. It's a. We should keep track. Peyton Ramsey spells it the correct way according to you. Okay, cool. Um, I'm interested to see what Stephen Carr does for them too. Yes, USC transfer who's yes. just been nothing but mid. Like we'll get you three fifty a year for like the last three years, four years. We'll see what he does this year. Now he's going to be the feature guy. Uh, they could be Ryan Day's first regular season loss. And if there was a game on the schedule for Ohio State that I was going to circle, more than Oregon, I think it's that Indiana game. That's it's in Bloomington. The, I mean, Ohio State's going to be up for Oregon. They're probably not going to be as up. After last year, I think it's hard to believe that they would just treat that like a walkover, considering they got the hack scared out of them last season. Um, but I, if I had to pick a game, it'd be that one. And they should be one of the best teams that Indiana's ever had. Anything less than that would be a letdown. They should win eight games. Them and Iowa State, big time. A lot of pressure. Big time pressure to be best year ever. Same thing. Like, if you're going, if you're going conference by conference of the Power Five conferences, mm-hmm. and it's like this program is the one that you're circling and saying pressure to have best year in program history to be excellent. It's North Carolina in the ACC, it's, which is already isn't happening. Which already is not happening. It's Iowa State in the Big Twelve. It's Indiana in the Big Ten. And it's pressure on Arizona State because recruiting violations are hanging. And or UCLA. And then I would say A and M in the in the SEC. Or I mean, you could say Georgia, but like they're always going to be there. Georgia's always got pressure. Um, some people just keep thinking A and M their deals like next year. And if you believe that, then what? Then there's why would you think it's next year? Because they're still young. They're still young. I mean, Spiller's gone next year. Leal's gone next year. It is A-Chain. Weidermeyer. It's not A-Chain. I was wrong. So Let's go. It's A-Chain. Weidermeyer's gone next year. I think Anaya Smith's probably gone next year, too. We'll see. 
Do I hit him with Penn State now? And then we go. To I, I would love to talk about Jahan Johnson now. All right, Penn State goes without saying. Will Levis should have been their quarterback. I don't endorse that thought, but Just Penn State because he eats a banana like an absolute lunatic. Penn State would like to ease Sean Clifford into things. You know what's the sad part? They don't get to do that because they play Wisconsin tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. And then Auburn's coming to town. And then Auburn's coming to town. Um, And then Indiana and Iowa. That's four of their first uh, six matchups. The other two are Are those the four best teams they play? Are those in Ohio State? Yeah. I mean, depending on... Michigan State. You you think Michigan sucks. You think Michigan State's good, so... Yeah. But... If Sean Clifford struggles, that things could fall apart pretty pretty quickly, because like like you mentioned, Wisconsin early, Auburn at home early, they get Indiana and Iowa in back to back weeks. The only guaranteed wins of the first six weeks are Ball State and Villanova. They could be two and four after six weeks. Like it's very it's entirely possible. Is James Franklin fired? If that happens. Potentially, because the quarterback the quarterback thing has been so tough since McSorley's gone. I I would, I love Clark Lee already. I would drop him so fast to bring, <laughs> to bring Franklin James back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll take you back. Um, the prodigal son. It too. was so fun. It was so fun. But with that being said, schedule so tough at the start of the year. Talent. Never going to be an issue with Penn State. They've always got the four-star guys. They've always got the five-star guys. I think that they lead the country in recruiting rankings for 2022. Dude, it all went wrong when Justin Fields decommitted. True. He would have been the guy day one. Yeah, very sad. He was in Georgia where they didn't want him. Roots for Penn State. They wanted Jake Fromm. Disappointing. But what I will say is schedule lightens up at the end. I'm on your train. I'll be on your train. Michigan, not that good. Michigan mid. Michigan State? Michigan. <laughs> Leaving. Jim's is going to be left on the tarmac in East Lansing. Michigan State, a little better. But still, the schedule gets easier at the end. I could see Penn State goes 2-2 two and two in their Indiana, Iowa, Auburn, Wisconsin phase of the year. And they finish the year on a surge. They go 9-3. and three. And they roll into a bowl game, and they crush whoever they play, whoever they play from an, from the middle of the SEC. Like maybe they get an Ole Miss, maybe they get an LSU. Crush. That might have been. Isn't that what they said about that game that they played against Kentucky that they lost? Might be. Big Ten teams do not beat SEC teams in bowl games. It does not happen. Is what it is. Like Indiana was the what the the third best team in the Big Ten last year. Yeah, Ole Miss was what the eighth best team in the SEC last year. Yeah, that was a tough look. I, I think that case. I think that Indiana team last year was slightly overrated. Like a sliding door moment. They is, got lucky in one game. Gabe. Sliding door moment is that game though. What did they go five and three instead of six and two? That like. I just don't think that the momentum gets going. It's quite the same way. The Ohio State game doesn't happen the way it does. Everything else. And you can argue it shouldn't have been a touchdown. I'll hear that. Two point conversion. But, sure, whatever. But it definitely wasn't. A ball cannot hit the it, turf out of bounds at the same time it hits the ball. Understand. 
what is the difference if that ball legally crosses the line? I just is it all still fluke? It's not necessarily a fluke, but it's it's the matter of like pers- perception versus reality. So a couple inches is the reason why they were good. They or weren't not? ranked. They weren't ranked. If they I lose at Penn State, they don't get ranked, and if they don't get ranked, it doesn't snowball. I'm not You're so a big sure believer true. in the snowball theory. I, I am, but I'm not so sure that's true with this team. There is no man that's a head coach in this sport, other than Clark Lee, that I root harder for, and maybe Ed Orgeron, <laughs> than Tom Allen. Like, that is what a football coach is supposed to be. And maybe Nick Saban. I love Nick Saban. Of course you do. You love dynasties. Is what it is. I've said that a lot this spot. I'm realizing it's it's been been a tough one. All right, let's hit superlatives, and then let's do predictions. And Shout out Kenneth Walker. He's the only sanctions. superlative. Kenneth Walker award. That's all you got for being just a dog. Goes to Kenneth Walker. All right. Should I roll through my four? Sure. All right. I can try and add loops on the uh, stick to your guns award. Goes to Kirk Ferentz for getting back to his roots, producing a team that. Is probably going to go nine and three, be ranked at ter- certain times throughout the year. He's just Art Bill Snyder. Yeah. Except for like, I feel like Iowa for some reason just should have higher expectations than K State always. And I think that's because the Big Ten most of the time football is conference. a better conference than the Big Twelve in football. The Fighting Reese Davis's award. Goes to Northwestern because that's like actually what they are this year. They're just not. No, they're not of the same. They don't have. They're they don't, fine. They don't have a top ten pick at tackle who I know did not play last year. That guy's not on the roster. Greg Newsom not yeah. on the roster. They do actually have a guy. I'm forgetting his name, but they do have a guy. That's it's gonna be not like a the first same level of NFL talent. The defense doesn't have the same. Well, Leota transferring is what killed them to Auburn. I stand by my statement. The Fighting Reese Davises. Joey Galloway. Win. <laughs> they have a five-star who backed up Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. He's not that good. <laughs> Scouting services get him wrong. Nobody hate. Nobody ranks the rankers. Did you see that uh, the top 10 of the NFL? Top 100? Like, yes. Only yeah, two of them seven were of the ESPN top 10, 300. Seven of the top 10 were three stars or worse. That's incredible. The No, I Was Just Sweating award goes to Brett Bielma. Um, I think that this is just to say, this, like, this is, I, in case people didn't hear about this, Bielma, they beat Nebraska last week. He was asked about after the game. He had some condensation coming down his cheeks, and people asked him if he was getting emotional. He said, nope, just sweating. That, to me, is a sign that the Big Ten West is getting back to its roots. Football coach. Iowa that way. Bielma at Illinois. Paul Christ, football guys that are coaching their teams. And then the uh, pretending to be a football school award goes to Indiana. Because I'm really high on on a, I'm really high on Mike Woodson and their basketball team this year. I think they're gonna be a top twenty five team. And I think that this football team you suck. is a prime regression candidate team. And as soon as things go south, it might be time to hey, when's when's uh when's the I I'm just going to keep scrolling on my phone. I'm not listening to this. When's Hoosier Mania going to be at Assembly Hall? They are supposed to have a first-round pick. His name is Brandon Joseph. All right. That's everything. I've got Ohio State beating Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship game. 
I think so too. That's what I I think most people are gonna go with that. I don't feel bold enough to say Wisconsin over him. Michigan State over Wisconsin, undefeated. All right, season predictions in the Heisman Heisman for the boy Kenneth Walker. Season predictions for the sake of it, and then I mean I guess we can we can get get some graphics together. Um, Not for me. I'm gonna use the old template. Um. All right, how do how do we want to do this? College football playoff, Heisman, national champion. I'm not even gonna give. I'm not picking Heisman. Why not? Come on, throw your throw your hand, throw your name in the hat. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. Step up to the carnival ride. You sound like a degenerate gambler. <laughs> I'm not wagering on this. I did not bet on the award. Just mm. putting that out. Just there. the mentality, though. I yes. Think. Um, we're going Heisman first. I'm saying what I'm rooting for. Nah. You you go first. Matt Corral. You. Matt Corral's my Heisman pick. I mean, one of us had to pick an Ole Miss quarterback. <laughs> Tradition at this yes, point. Yes, yes. I know what you want to do, and you want to do Haynes King. No. No. I think Haynes King like has to if you're gonna too many good running if backs. If A&M's too, too, the running okay, backs too that's good. fair. Like, I really want to just throw something at the wall. Hudson Card. Whoa. Okay. I can see. I can see that. I think Bijan. Sark offense is nuts. He's great. They win ten games. Texas is back. He wins Heisman. That's just that's the pathway. That is the pathway. And then my second pick would be Max Johnson. Fair. All right. College football playoff. Who's your four and who's winning? And then who's the national? College football playoff. I'm Ben pre resolute on. This is what I'm almost certain is the best answer. It may not happen, but I think it's the best answer. Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Ohio State. Clemson. And Texas A&M. Are you shocked at all that I actually went with it? No. I've been saying this for no, months. No, I mean, you've been so adamant about it. I would hope that you'd be able to stick to your guns. Um, I am going Oklahoma, Clemson, Alabama, and Oregon. With the stipulation that I think – I think if Oregon doesn't make it, it's Ohio State. So, that's that. Anthony Johnson-Brown. My national champion to get a team. Andy Johnson Brown. My national champion is Oklahoma, and I have wagered on this. I hold an Oklahoma plus eight hundred ticket. I really don't want to pick a national champ. Got to stick to your guns. National champion is I'm down to Clemson and, and Ohio State. Rivalry, part three. Yeah. I just don't. I believe in DJ Moore. Clemson. All right. I've got Oklahoma. You've got Clemson. Um, scholarships and sanctions, and then good luck to everyone. Welcome to college football. Good luck, everybody. Um, <laughs> That's That good luck was actually intended for uh, Grammarts tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. <laughs> um I just realized how bad my national champion pick could look immediately. <laughs> like tomorrow night. But it won't. They're going to win. 
28-28. I can't Final score prediction on that. On Clemson, Georgia. Georgia. We're going to pick games? Oh, crap. Are we going to pick games? We got to pick games. Let me pull up the slate. We get to pick games. Uh, we're going to have to add a game because we missed – we missed uh, – man. Man, it's been so long. All right, game picks. Here we go. We need to replace two games because we were going to do it. Boise State, UCF, we are going to do North Carolina, Virginia Tech. Those games have happened already. So we're changing things up. Adding two games, I will pick it as we go. Um, pick number one. Better get Vandy's open. Write right these here. down. You've got the notebook. You, okay. got a, you got a pen? I do have a pen. I always have a pen. Except for right now when I don't have a pen. No pen. All right. Penn State, Wisconsin. This is in Happy this Valley? Is, nope. This is... This game is being played at Camp Randall. Give me Wisconsin. I was going to say Penn State, and then I remember Sean Clifford's quarterback. I will also be taking the Badgers. Game number two, Alabama and Miami. Are you willing? Yes, I'm taking Miami. Where did I put my... We're just going to have to write it in pencil. You've really deflated this moment. I certainly did. The game picks not not a ton of luster here. Hopefully. I just picked Miami. No no surprise. Actual score prediction. What's What's your score prediction? It's a classic 31-28. 31-28. That's under the total. <laughs> I'm just thinking myself through things. Yes. We, we are so back. College football so back. You're going Miami. This is me picking up an easy win in the game picks. I'm taking Alabama. Game number three. I, I could look real dumb this week. Indiana and Iowa at Kinnick. Big Ten Network. We are so spoiled tomorrow. I will be taking... Ty Freifogel, massive game, but Iowa. I will also be taking Iowa. No, 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 no. I'm not betting against <laughs> Tom Allen. Indiana. Can't bet against the Paytons. All right. Louisiana and Texas. Texas. Hudson Clark is winning the Heisman if they lose, <laughs> they lose Louisiana. Louisiana. All right. Uh, Georgia and Clemson. Clemson, I gave my final score, 38-28. Um, I have Clemson making the playoff. I, that would completely cl- completely close my case if they lose. It I'm, would. I'm going Clemson. I will be rooting for Georgia. I rarely root for SEC teams during non-conference games. You know me. That doesn't happen too often. All right. But I will be tomorrow night, and I will be Monday night. Matt Corral, Heisman campaign kicks off. LSU and UCLA. Okay, I was so emphatic that I was going to go with UCLA, but I really fell in love with this LSU team doing research for them. You go first. <laughs> My plan was literally just to go opposite of you in this one. You cheeky. <laughs> I will take LSU. Because if I... I am pleasantly surprised and UCLA wins this game, I'll be happy. But I don't want to cost myself a game for it. And I just... Listen, UCLA is going to be the second best team, if not the best team in the Pac-12. But I want to root for Edo unabashedly, so I'm going with LSU. You suck. You suck. Stick to your freaking guns. 
Uh, I just took Indiana and Miami. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> uh, but, I can't. I also have to be tactical with this because, like, if it's a 50-50 and I really am, like, somewhat indifferent to it, with the big swings I'm taking this week, I can't afford to, like, A, neutralize them if I get them right, and then B, just fall woefully behind. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame at Florida State. Florida State. I will take Notre Dame, even though I just hyped up Florida State all a little bit. At the There's going to be an extra energy. That, that's one of those where the home crowd matters. Kind of a Vatex situation. Because that, that's at... That's at Dope Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Louisville at Ole Miss Monday night. And I think Notre Dame from the last five against Florida State, too. Yeah, they've kind of got their, got their numbers. Louisville, Ole Miss? Yeah. Ole Miss by a billion. That's a boat race. And then we need two games. Texas Tech-Houston is a pick according to Vegas. Who you got there? Really that one's an energy. Best opening weekend in college football. I would, can we do Kansas State-Stanford instead? We can do both. We have two open spots. Unless, you, unless you've... Uh, I kind of want to pick Oregon Fresno, but that's not... No, we got to do USC-San Jose State because I'm going to take San Jose State. Really? You're going to take... Okay. I'll take the easy dub. That that game is a is an over, over sixty, no doubt about it. Nick Starkle, the worst at quarterback in the last decade for two SEC teams, is um, good now. All right, Texas Tech, Houston, the classic. Got to play a game at NRG Stadium to open the year. Tyler Shuck, career debut with the Red Raiders. You sure you don't want to pick Memphis and Nichols? I'm sure. I think that has the no, nope, wrong. I was going to say lowest get-in price for a game this week, but that's just false. You don't want to pick Kansas State-Stanford over? Oh, K-State-Stanford. Uh, I mean... Dana Holgerson's bummy team and then the other bummy team. You just want to make me put up a K-State logo next to my name because I think K-State wins this game. I also so, do. So I'll, we'll both go K-State. All right. Stanford's rolling out two quarterbacks. It never goes well. Two, two quarterbacks never works. Two quarterbacks is no quarterbacks. Scholarships and sanctions before we go... I will be quick. Scholarship to Lance Leipold. Undefeated. Dub. 1-0. Dub. We've already got a push on our Kansas over one bet. Shout out my boy Trevor. Better Reeve. winning percentage than James Naismith. <laughs> Only facts on this podcast. <laughs> um, what else did I have? Uh, any scholarships? Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm a one positive guy and positive vibes only this weekend. Scholarship to Oklahoma. Yes. Painting the two-lane fighting wave logo. On their field, because the game was supposed to be played in New Orleans, but they can't do that because of Ida. Game being moved to Norman, that's a good little touch. Yes. So, with that, great start to the year. Great Thursday night. ASU already has a win. Friday night, Virginia Tech, we've already got a top 10 upset. It's a full packed pod. You might People might be listening to this on Monday after the first week's over. That's fine. We hope that it was as incredible of a weekend as we expect it to be. It will be. With that being said, shout out Graham Mertz. Have a great morning. We'll see you next week.
heat check. Everybody gotta know that we next. Doesn't matter if it's Sunday or Monday, you know that we flex. You can never make it more obvious. You checking for the heat, that's cold. That's cold, that's cold. to the top of the top of this. You can never reach these goals. in the booth, then we spin the truth. We inspire the youth, then we get to the loop. You do what it does, and we do what it do. We turn to the max, and they got you on mute. Ooh, flow so high, so you know I had to run a bag. Blazes a ball, and we run it like a running back. Gabe, bro, I so you know we having fun with that. Turn you in the up, so you know it ain't no coming back. Now we done with that.